Hi there, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. And my name is Dave. And this is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV series, The Walking Dead. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us once again on The Talking Dead. This is episode number 27 for October the 18th, 2010. We are glad to be back. I'm Chris. That's Jason. And Dave is joining us. If you were listening to the beginning, you'd probably already know that, but that's okay. Maybe some people just skip the beginning because it's, you know, just introductions. Or you maybe they heard, the, they heard the beginning and they've tuned out already. <laughs> well, let's hope and not. And they came back three days later and now they're continuing on. You know, they got interrupted. They had to pause. And yeah. so I was just reminding everyone. Um, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. It is great to be here. This is our second last program before The Walking Dead is actually on TV. Is that correct? Ooh, uh, okay, this Monday, the next Monday, and that's it, yeah. That's right. So uh, that's amazing. Next week is 28, and then 29, we, we will have seen the pilot episode. Is that correct? That sounds reasonable. <laughs> okay, good. I'm having, <laughs> having trouble doing the, the math in my head here. Um, it's it's because I'm stupid. Well, I don't have a calendar up. Let me open up a calendar here. And uh, No, that's the wrong thing. Don't worry about it. Two more episodes until The Walking Dead is on TV. It's very exciting. Um, so we've got news to report today. There's lots of good stuff to go over. We have a, a, a brief casting update from the IMDb. But before we get to any of that, um, Dave, you were recently in... Pittsburgh, and you visited the Monroeville Mall. Tell us about how that went. I did. That was very exciting. We actually went down uh, for the anniversary of our wedding. Number five, we went down, and uh, I, I can't believe that she agreed to it, considering that it had nothing to do with <laughs> New Kids on the Block whatsoever. It was completely a zombie holiday. <laughs> it, it was. It was very exciting. It was cool. Um, you know, I had heard that there was not much left from what you might have seen from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, but there were some things that you could you could notice, and as we we pulled up, we saw the the hill that they drove the trucks down. So we took some shots down there, and I'll be putting some of the photos up on on uh, reader dot com as soon as I am able to. Uh, but then you know you pull in and you look on top of the mall, and they have the uh, the skylight that they busted into, and then you get in there, and they still I think the only thing that's really recognizable is the um, the little wooden bridge with the little pond um, that they parked a car in and uh, shoved Roger in the back to uh, move some supplies. So, I mean, there wasn't much there as far as the mall itself, but it was kind of cool just to sort of walk around and get a feel for, you know, where you, where you thought certain scenes might have been shot, especially uh, walking down some of the, uh, the hallways where, um, you know, they, they bust in and out from. It was definitely very cool. But then we went right into, um, oh, what was the name of that store? The Zombie Museum is tucked in the back of uh, of a store. The only thing that I can sort of compare it to is like the Silver Snail, but with less comics. So it, it's, uh, a, it's a zombie-themed store, right? That's No, no. Oh. It's, it's more of a – I mean, they had Star Wars stuff. They have Doctor Who stuff. They have uh, – what else do they have? Buffy the Vampire stuff. They have, uh, you know, Marvel superhero stuff. They have DC superhero stuff. They have just about everything. They have a massive, massive selection of things. But they also, in the back, um, they have their zombie museum. And so, you know, it's, you don't have to pay anything, but 
if this is the sort of thing that you appreciate, then why wouldn't you, you know, throw a couple bucks in there? Uh, but you walk in there and there's all these movie posters, uh, mostly relating to Dawn of the Dead just because of the location. Um, but then they have props. They have uh, sort of the bloody handprints on the walls with people's autographs. They have um, they have full models of the different zombies from all the different movies, um, like the graveyard zombie from Night of the Little Little. Yellow letter, red letter, yellow letter. <laughs> you forgot to do uh, your mouth warm up. I did. I did. Um, they have the uh, the graveyard zombie from Night of the, of the Living Dead. They have uh, the canister zombies from Return of the Living Dead. Uh, they have little uh, dioramas of Dawn of the Dead, uh, the way the mall was set up. They have uh, the maps that they looked at in Dawn of the Dead. They have... Uh, body parts from Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Uh, it's it's just really cool. And so I had to actually had to go in there solo because we had the kids with us. Um, and Grace went in there for a little bit, but then she got kind of freaked out, so she came right back out again. <laughs> and it, it may or may not have been totally appropriate for young kids, anyways. So <laughs> no, no, he he was a little creeped out. So I said, okay, let's go look at the the Star Wars stuff. Right. And uh, so he was perfectly happy to do that. Well, that's cool. So it's a whole zombie museum they've got down there. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. No, um, the the owner, I was talking to her a little bit, and she was asking where we were from, and we said we were from Toronto. And uh, she said, okay, cool, because I want to put uh, a map up in the back, and all the people, I want to say, you know, sort of how the zombie infection is spreading. So she wants to put a map oh, up yes. there and Good show plan. where pe people are coming from to come visit the museum, which is it's a pretty cool thing to do. And, you know, she should do that if she's, if she's listening to this right now. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Well, as soon as I walked in the store, what's one of the first conversations that I hear? People are talking about The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. That's cool. It's it's on everybody's mind, obviously, and where better so, to talk about it? I think so. So did you buy so, yeah. anything? Uh, I was going to, well, I was looking around, and a lot. I was hoping for a lot more unique stuff. Um, they did have the Monroeville Zombies uh, t-shirt and sweaters, but yeah. I ended up getting a, a Monroeville Mall t-shirt. That's okay. I'd get one and, of those, uh, I think. On the back, it says, uh, when there's no more room in hell, the dead shall walk the mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, you know. I think yeah. they're doing that already, actually. Yeah, I've heard that. I've been in malls. But you know what? I, I also have to tell you, I, we were watching uh, Dawn of the Dead in preparation for, uh, for going down to the mall. And one thing I didn't remember was that in the movie, one of the zombies actually picks up a crowbar. Crowbar, eh? Really? Yep, to use as a tool. And I remember the conversation that we were having about the zombie picking up the rock or the brick or whatever and smashing the window and then land of the dead where the zombie picks up the gun or whatever. And it was like, okay, well, in in the Romero world, they are capable, not that they are, they're inclined to, but they're capable of using tools. And And no matter what, it's a precedent you know, set by one of the originals, really, that they can pick mm -hmm. stuff up and use them and bash other stuff. And yep, cool. Well, it, one of the documents in the museum uh, was just explaining how what Romero did was he took the uh, the idea of the the ghoul, sort of the the monster that hangs around the graveyard, and uh, combined it with the uh, the bloodthirstiness of the vampire to create his own vision of what zombies were, because before that, that's that's not what what zombies were. So he really changed everything. And 
look where we are today. Yes. <laughs> Leading into The Walking Dead. Well, that's well, cool. That's what I was trying to do with my little first thing in the store. That's what I hear, Walking Dead. But now we've just sort of come around again. So. Well, that I was just going to say, that's fun. That's a that's not even that far from Toronto. It's about five hours by car, right? So it's a cool little road oh, trip. Six. six, yeah, by the time you stop and stuff like that, I guess. But uh, if you're ever in Monroeville, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, it's it's just kind of cool. You know, it's cool to go in there and, you know, hopefully... See, the thing is, uh, she was asking where we were from because this coming weekend on the 23rd, which actually is the same day as the Toronto Zombie Walk, uh, they're having a massive uh, zombie function down there in the mall. So, Ooh. yeah, the previous week, last week, they had their their uh, Monroeville zombie walk. Um, and then next weekend, they're having a big sort of zombie fest. They must get a lot of people out to that zombie walk, I bet. Oh, I bet. I bet. But the thing is, when I mentioned the Toronto zombie walk, she she actually said that she had heard of the Toronto zombie walk and she heard it was just crazy. Yeah. She sounded a little jealous. Well, that's I, okay. I just happened to be looking it up online before we called you, and it yeah. said that last year there were six thousand people at it. So yeah, it's got to be one of the bigger zombie walks out there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot of zombies. It really is. All righty. Well, Dave, that sounds fun. Maybe something I'll do someday: go and check out the Monroeville Mall and see yes. where uh, Night of the Living Dead took place. That's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's get into this week's Walking Dead news, if you guys are ready for it. I'm ready. <laughs> that only ever happens when we're all three here for some reason. <laughs> That's because we're feed off each other and just stupid. Yeah. Obviously. Um, feed off of stupid. <laughs> feed off of stupid. <laughs> There's the show title. Um, so last week... We had a couple of guests on the program to talk about the New York Comic Con. Um, they both did great. We got all the all fun. the details. It was a lot of fun, absolutely. Yeah. Um, thanks to both of those guys for coming on again. Um, but now, of course, there's lots more information coming out. And I watched 30 minutes of interviews with the crew and cast of wow. The Walking Dead um, that took place after the panel, I guess, The Walking Dead panel. Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched that this afternoon, too, actually, <clears throat> earlier this evening with Jenny. We watched it. Yeah, so it was, good. it was good. There was a lot of lot of interesting stuff there. I mean, a lot of it we knew and or had heard before. They were reiterating things that we sort of have already figured out. But um, I pulled out a bunch of notes here from the interviews. Andrew Lincoln says, he, uh, I quote, Frank has an encyclopedic, <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge of film and film history, which I guess is just a interesting fact about Frank Darabont. I mean, why wouldn't he have that kind of knowledge as a as a director? But he seems to know what he's doing, I think, is what Andrew Lincoln was trying to say. Right. Which is good. Yeah, very good. Um, they revealed that five of the six episodes, the first five, have been submitted to AMC, and there has not been one single request to tone down the gore or make changes of any kind. They were very excited about that. Well, that is good, but that just means they didn't put in enough gore. <laughs> so you think they should go for more and, and yeah. then get it pulled back I a mean, if bit? they want to push the envelope, sounds like they haven't pushed the envelope. That's something that some uh, some directors have done in the past is that they've actually shot extra footage that is so over the top that they make the stuff that's regularly over the top look tame in comparison. Yeah. So then they end up getting exactly what they want out of it. And then the studio thinks they're getting exactly what they want out of it because they're cutting all the, this excess out of it. But in the meantime, it was just a ploy. So everybody get, ends up getting what they want. Yeah, that's a little bit sneaky, though, and like you said, it's a ploy. I mean, I don't know if I am on board with that kind of technique. They did that for Team America. Have you guys seen the marionette movie Team America? I watched the first 10 minutes. Well, I watched the first couple of minutes. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, 
I watched the whole movie. I thought it was really funny. Um, but you guys obviously didn't see the sex scene. There were lots of there was lots of stuff filmed in that sex scene that they used for that purpose to just get cut out so that they could put the rest of the graphic marionette sex in there. Right. Um, did it work? I, I guess so. Yeah, it did work because it was it was released and it was rated R and that was that. I saw the you know on DVD version of the uncut sex scene. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, even more ridiculous. But I had, uh, uh, the only problem I had with that movie was that uh, the Mary the, the the marionette what do you call it the puppeteers yes had a problem with that because they were doing their job and uh, the two guys from South Park that wrote the thing said no make it look more marionette it's like no this is how marionettes move no make it worse make them seem like stupid puppets <laughs> and just to kind of just hack at their craft that they've been honing for years and years so they were too right, good like they were the too good and yeah, they like wanted to make it look like really crappy marionette work and that kind of thing just kind of bugs me well yeah but they were going for a style they were, they but... I weren't mean, respecting the craft. They weren't respecting the craft. I got it. Um, okay, so they don't have to tone down the gore for The Walking Dead, which I'm I'm glad. They're doing what they want to do. They're not going overboard to get it pulled back a little bit. I think that's True. a good thing, okay? Yes. Um, Gail Ann Hurd said, Shows on AMC are about moral ambiguity, and The Walking Dead is no, no exception. Good. Yep. Breaking Bad and uh, that other one. Mad Men are all about moral ambiguity, that, and uh, that's really good. The Walking Dead comic certainly is, so that's great. Didn't Mad Men just wrap up? Uh, I think yes, it did yesterday, last night. Oh, last night. Okay, I haven't seen season four of that yet. Um, they listed some of the weapons used to take out the zombies in The Walking Dead, and they listed axe, good. crossbow, yep. pitchfork, Gandalf staff. <laughs> you shall not pass. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And, of course, shotgun. Uh, we also know that there are revolvers and things like that. Um, yeah, the Gandalf staff, I didn't make a note of who said that. It might have been uh, John Bernthal, who plays Shane. But, yeah, just a big, long staff that he couldn't think of a better description for than a, than a Gandalf staff. So Right, yeah. <laughs> that could be funny. It's it called wasn't a, just a regular staff. No, it was a Gandalf staff. Maybe I mean, there was, like, a glass ball on the end with a hand and fire. Plus one versus zombies, you think? Mm-hmm. Oh. That would that would be awesome. Probably <laughs> versus <laughs> undead versus the undead versus undead. It works just as well, just as Mom, well. Jason, use the proper terminology. Well, you can have it just against zombies if you really wanted. Skeletons. I'm trying to say skeletons. It would work just as well against them. Yeah, because uh, bladed weapons do not work against skeletons. You need blunt objects. You need blunt objects for those skeletons. <laughs> okay, good. Um, John Bernthal also said the zombies performed their asses off. Now he was just you know giving a shout-out to all the zombie extras that had to work in the insane Atlanta heat under all that makeup and just oh, dying. Oh, no kidding, eh? You know? Jeez. So, you know, and he said they were all completely into it and just absolutely dedicated to what they were doing. So we're going to get some good zombies, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Frank Darabont talking about, uh, you know, internet rumors about how Shane is going to be handled on the show and how, well, if they're getting this far into the show, then Shane must be gone at this point and so on. And he said, you know, we haven't even gotten to know Shane yet. Good. So I think Shane's going to stick around for a while in the show. Good. Right from the beginning, I I thought that that love triangle can play out for a lot longer than it does in the graphic novel. And I'm glad that they're uh, they're going with that direction. I agree. I agree. So he's obviously not going to die in the first six episodes. I, I would assume that, yes. I would assume. 
and that's good. Maybe it's just a ploy, though. That's all that disinformation again. Maybe we're not going to get a chance to get to know Shane. Maybe Shane's going to die in the pilot. <laughs> He's going to be talking on the radio to Rick, and then somebody will shoot him in the head or in the neck. I guess you never know. Um, finally, Robert Kirkman, speaking about the changes from print to screen, he says, Frank took a single line of dialogue from the comic and made it the emotional core of the episode. What he was kind of getting at is that, you know, one line that he wrote in the comic book and then just moved on to other stuff, um, Frank took that or read that and said, you know what, we can do a lot with that. Let's not waste the opportunity to expand on that specific uh, bit of information. Did he say what line it was? No, but it has to do with Morgan and Dwayne. So it probably was the line, I had to shoot my wife. Yeah, probably. And speaking of that, in our IMDb casting update this week, we found out find out that Keisha Tillis plays Morgan's wife. Right. So There's uh, some scenes in the, uh, in the behind the scenes where you see him and he sees his wife while he has a sniper rifle on her. Right. And... I'm really looking forward to seeing how Morgan turns out in these first six episodes because I feel like we're going to get a deeper sense of who he is compared to the books. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think what's going to happen, for me at least, is I'm going to want him to stick around for longer than he does, you know? Well, he comes yeah. back. I just I hope he comes back sooner than he does in the uh, the plot in the uh, the graphic novels. But we don't know that. That's that's the graphic novels. Well, it could it's be anything, yeah, really. Yeah, so he could... You know, Rick could move on from there, which all indications looks like he does. He he meets Morgan and Dwayne in their house, and they the same sort of interaction occurs with the expanded, you know, wife backstory. And then Rick moves on, and we don't see Morgan and Dwayne anymore. So I, I, I know I'm going to kind of wish they went with him, because I, I have a feeling I'm really going to like that character, or those two yeah. characters. Well, hopefully he'll show up in season two. Yeah, hopefully somewhere soon. So Keisha Tillis as Morgan's wife. We're going to have some backstory there, it looks like. And the other IMDb casting note this week is that Lisa Marie Thomas will play Ward Nurse. Now, the interesting thing here is she's credited in Episode 6, which is the one called TS-19, rather than the pilot, which is the episode that takes place partially in a hospital where Rick wakes up. Oh, really? Yeah. So she's a nurse, a ward nurse. Hmm. It could shed some light on, you know, possibly what's going to happen in the season finale, episode six. They might get somewhere yep. that is potentially safe. Could be a, uh, yeah, it could be another hospital. It could be a an insane asylum. That'd be interesting. Uh, Prisons probably have wards too, they, but well, yeah, they do. They have, yeah. they have. Uh, I mean, what's her name? Uh, Lori. Uh, she played a nurse, a nurse or a doctor in uh, Prison Break, so she has a lot of experience in being in, in the prison medical system. <laughs> That's true, but I mean, it it obviously doesn't reveal much. But I'm just thinking, TS19 must refer to something. It must refer to uh, a, some sort of building code or or a military unit or something like that that we don't know. And uh, you know, if there's war, all if there's nurses there, all we, well, all all will be revealed. I still think it's a Terminator. DS nineteen yeah. Terminator nice. shows up. <laughs> Very early model. Dave, are you doing origami there? No. <laughs> Sounds like you're folding a lot of paper. It's loud, whatever it is. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> no problem. Uh, that's it for casting, uh, which is interesting because this week is the first time in a while. I mean, we didn't do casting updates the last couple of weeks, but most of the time now it's just zombie extras that they keep adding. And I like to give them a shout out because, as we know, they're working their asses off. They but, are. Uh, this time it's two actual characters, potentially. So 
Well, I don't think, I think Morgan's wife is just going to be a zombie. No, I think we're going to get flashbacks of her alive. Really? And then probably turning into a zombie, yeah. We may have a whole Morgan episode. Yeah, we might. You never know. That'd be interesting. Probably not, but uh, I think she'll be more than just the zombie. She'll be, she'll have some emotional impact beyond that. Um, so the 17 minute making of documentary that we talked a little bit about last week, although nobody had watched it by then, I don't know what to say about it. I've seen it now and there was lots of new footage and a lot of good behind the scenes stuff. Did you guys have any extra thoughts on that documentary? Uh, not extra thoughts. No, but, uh, I agree with you. It was interesting. (laughs) It was nice. There was a lot of stuff that was rehashed, but, uh, also, uh, some good new stuff and behind the scenes stuff, which was nice. Well, I thought there was lots of footage in there that I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. which was nice. Um, although, as we've discussed, they're kind of at the point now where there's almost too much coming out. Yeah, you the know? only new footage is the actual episode. Yeah, the only new footage will be the actual episode. <laughs> although I feel like we've seen almost all of the first one or two, you know. Um, the one thing I did notice about it is that the car, the red Mustang, which it may or may not be, looks like it is at the camp outside Atlanta. So Glenn obviously uh, drives that back there with Rick and Andrea and whoever else he brings with him. Nice. So I don't know if he drives it to the city to come get supplies, but he obviously drives it back. So the, the, the quick shot we saw of him in the TV commercial from last week driving that car, uh, mowing down zombies, the car sticks with them for a while, it looks like. Awesome. So that should be fun. Maybe I did that's, not watch that. Maybe that's the TS-19. <laughs> the car? Yeah, maybe it's a Transformer. The new Ford TS-19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is Kit. Could be Kit. Kit has entered The Walking Dead. <laughs> Finally. Wow. And is being <laughs> driven by Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill, I'm okay with. Kit, not so much. Come on, what's wrong with Kit? No, Kit, nothing is wrong with Kit on its own, but it doesn't belong in The Walking Dead. Yeah, like Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill does. will play the new Michael Knight. <laughs> Ed O'Neill as old Michael Knight. <laughs> I could get on board with that. I think so. Ed O'Neill should be in there somewhere in season two, I would suggest. Uh, yeah, so the the documentary was good. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, go check it out if you want. You can find it on the AMC TV Walking Dead blog. Um, also from, well, I'm not sure if this is from New York Comic Con or not, but Darebont and Heard were caught on video talking about the second season. Um, Frank Darabont says, I want to stick with it as long as I possibly can. I didn't get into this to set it in motion and then wave goodbye as other people sail down the canal. (laughs) I don't want to be an absentee landlord. I want to keep my hands in the thing I am really loving doing. So that's good news because sometimes people who sort of start shows take a take a step back after it's established a little bit. J.J. Yep. Abrams. For example, J.J. <laughs> Abrams. He didn't do have anything to do with Lost once, you know, after the first season was done. Now, luckily, Lost maintained its quality, but you never know what might happen, so... Does he still have anything to do with Fringe? Oh, uh, good question. I doubt it. That guy seems to do he's, so much he's stuff. He's everywhere. He was even thanked in that movie we saw on the weekend. Yeah, he was thanked at the end of Catfish, too, so I think he was promoting that, although Brett Ratner was also an executive producer on Catfish, so mm. maybe they're just buddies, buddies. I don't know. You're not selling this on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't tell you anything else about it, uh, yeah. but go check it out. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, the point is Frank Darabont says he wants to stick with it, hopefully for as long as he can, and 
I'd like to see him directing more. I want to see him have his hands in every aspect of the show, even as it continues to, to go on, because I think there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Um, and then regarding conversations about season two, uh, Gail Ann Hurd said, if it does get picked up, those conversations will begin extremely in earnest in January. So, um, mm. And she said they'll need to be picked up before January 1st because we'd want to be shooting by late spring 2011. So, so it sounds like the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it sounds like uh, AMC is waiting to see some numbers from the from the first couple well, of episodes. Well, I mean, they have to. Not really. I mean, they, they've seen the first five episodes. They uh, they know the quality of the show. Yeah, but they, I mean, quality of the show aside, they don't know what the reaction is going to be. So, I mean, they're not going to waste money. Yeah, it could come out and completely flop. You know, even if it's a high-quality show, people might not watch it. It could be the That's arrested crazy. development of zombies for all we know. Don't say that. Wow. That just... <laughs> You just made me really nervous there, That's Dave. not good, David. Well, I'm sorry. I'm bringing the voice of reality here. What we're talking about is something that, that's going to be so awesome. But if it doesn't connect at the right time, then we're in trouble. I think Halloween's a good bet, though. It, yeah, but that's just the the one episode. I mean, well, it gets, it gets the, you know, it's the first kick at the can. It gets the ball rolling. It does. I think, you know, I was thinking about it, and I think six episodes was actually a really smart idea because yeah. it's not as much of a commitment for people if they do want mm-hmm. to start watching it and continue watching it, you know? They're not going to feel like they missed out on too much. No, and if they if if word gets out over time that it was amazing and the, this is something you really missed, six episodes is not a lot to go back and get caught up on on yeah. iTunes or DVD or whatever. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching a show called Being Human from BBC, and uh, yeah, I ended up enjoying the show. But the thing is, the the first season was only six episodes, I think, and I felt a little bit denied about it. But the fact of the matter is, I was able to catch up. Relatively quickly. Well, yeah. The BBC because tends it was to only do really, really short seasons like that or short series. Like they'll mm-hmm. they'll put out a show that's only four episodes long. Most but of their shows can, are like that. If, if you can get people to commit to a show with so few episodes, then you're laughing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I mean about it being a really good idea because it's easier – there's less barriers to entry for people who might be on the fence, you know? It's true. They're like, six episodes? Sure, I can do that. And and if it's good, they'll get hooked. And if you missed it and then you hear it's great, you'll you'll get you might come back and, and watch it, you know? Well yeah, it's good for people that hear about it late, like just before season two, if it gets picked up. Uh, people go back and watch the first six episodes. They could even do a marathon the night of kind of thing, right? Like start uh, start playing The Walking Dead at four o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, then season two starts at 10. That's true, oh, I suppose. See, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Uh, but I do want people to watch it when it broadcasts and when it airs so we can get those ratings numbers in. We want big numbers when it's on TV because that, I guess, will be the best indicator for AMC about how it's doing. All right, well, here's a Post question. Post everywhere you can, people who are listening. Tell everyone you know, people who are listening. <laughs> Everybody it from the rooftops that this is a show that people need to watch. And you don't even have to say that it's a zombie show. No, no. You can just uh, get a placard to say the end is nigh and stand on the street corner and start screaming about zombies and how they're going to arrive in Atlanta on October thirty first. Yep, there you go. Perfect. Everybody do that, okay? Everybody do that, and then right at the bottom in the small print, uh, put AMC, ten o'clock. So Gail Ann you know, heard. Go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say maybe we should design uh, sandwich boards. I'll so wear one to work every day. Post them on the Talking Dead podcast website so people can just print them out and wear them. 
There you print go. Print out a sandwich board? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't have a sandwich board printer. <laughs> but do you have a sandwich printer? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. I have a sandwich uh, maker. A toast design. <laughs> With thumbs. <laughs> I was going to say it's your wife, isn't it? No, good Lord. No, I make much better sandwiches than she does. <laughs> All right. Um, Gail Ann heard. So she said they'd want to be picked up before January 1st so they can be shooting in late spring. What do you, what do you guys think? When does that mean season two would be aired? Would we be oh. waiting until October yeah, we'll again? Wait till October, especially yeah. if they're going to do a longer season. Yes, right. Like they, they, when did they start shooting uh, season one? It was June. June, I think. Yeah. So if uh, you know, and that's only six episodes. If uh, if they're going to be shooting twelve or thirteen, which is typical of AMC then they'll have to be shooting in late spring in order to get them out by Halloween. Well, but they don't... I think they may go eight or nine. No, if they do the second season and it's successful, they'll do a full 13. I got right. to think. I mean, what would be the point of doing eight or nine as opposed to 12 or 13? Mm-hmm. <laughs> less? That's about it, it's, probably. It is less. That's yes. true. But Cost. I suppose cost, if they're, if they're not quite sure... And they want to save a bit of money, but if they go eight or nine, they'll probably. I mean, I mean, if they're thinking about not going thirteen, I bet you they'd just go another six. It uh, well, let's talk about cost for a second. I mean, let's look at uh, you know the amount of work that's gone into The Walking Dead versus the amount of work that's gone into other AMC shows uh, like Breaking Bad or Mad Men or Rubicon. Um, Have you guys watched Rubicon? I've, uh, you know, I was just uh, Jenny and I first started watching it uh, this weekend, and the only thing I can say about it right now is it makes me sleepy. The, I, why? I don't know. We fell asleep twice while watching the first three episodes. I've heard that it's a very slow, um, you know, yeah, the music plot type show. The, it's it's pretty slow. It's uh, but the, the pace is nice. Like Jenny just loves the pacing because it's very uh, reminiscent of the uh, the British whodunits that she loves. Mm-hmm. Right, very kind of slow pace. Those British things drive me nuts. I can't sit in the same room for that long and try and maintain like prime suspect brain <laughs> my brain power on the plot. But uh, she just loves them. Uh, but the music is extremely soothing, and it's very slow and evenly paced, and it's just like. Well, Rubicon. It's like a warm glass of milk. <laughs> You're watching it too late at night. You got to watch it, it first thing afternoon. in the morning. It was uh, it was bad because we went to see a late show the night before, and I stayed up till like two or three in the morning, and I didn't sleep in that long. So I was. It was a very sleepy day overall. Sure. So this, whenever you try to watch it again, do it first thing in the morning. Yeah. Get up, be refreshed, ready to go, and watch some slow paced TV. Okay. So back to cost of the <clears throat> of the different shows, like. Uh, I'm just thinking that The Walking Dead has to be more expensive, at least the pilot was, than anything else that AMC is putting on the air. The only thing I can think of that would be even comparable is Mad Men because of the sets and the uh, um, uh, the costumes. Yeah, but even that, every show has sets and costumes, and if they're a little bit more extravagant, then yeah. the cost is a little bit extra. Walking Dead is all shot on location. Well, that's the thing. Mad Men, they never go outside. Everything is a set. Even when they're in a car, it's obviously obvious that they're in a car. Yep. Uh, it's but, uh, sorry, Dave. If you're shooting The Walking Dead outside, all you need is a good spot of forest, and you're good. A good spot of forest or city, but they're done with the city now. So um, now. the rest of the show, I assume, would be cheaper to film than the first six, um, especially the first one or two when they're still in the city. Yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting to see cost numbers. I wonder if they published those somewhere. Well, the pilot of Lost was the most expensive uh, t- hour of TV ever produced. Well, they had to buy a plane. 
or at least parts of a plane. Well, they bought an old plane and they chopped it up and put it there and uh, set it on fire. Well, fine. So the, it was the most expensive hour of TV ever produced, as far as I know. AMC well, has had to buy a hospital and uh, chop it up. That's right. And, and a bunch of dead people. Of uh, yeah. And yeah. reanimate them. That you, must have taken a yeah, lot of work. Yeah, reanimating dead people is expensive. Well, going yeah. back to Team America, it's the puppeteers that make it work. That's right. It's the puppeteers. Jeez. I thought they were costumes. <laughs> um. Uh, what the hell was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. Cost. You're of... going to say yellow letter, red letter, yellow letter. Leather. leather. Yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. It's leather? Why yes, am I thinking letter? I don't know. I don't know. Why would you have a I, red letter? I heard you say letter. It's like the scarlet letter? I don't know. Are you a slut? Is that, what's, is that what you're saying? He wishes. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody wishes that. Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> Very good. Best line on TV. Probably. Um, the best line to say first thing in the morning to your coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> you make a habit of that, don't you? I am so thankful there's no HR at our office. <laughs> that is a good thing. You would have been fired a long time ago. Or but, many times. But we digress. Sure do. So just before we move on to the next news item, I think we're going to get Walking Dead season premiere every Halloween from now until it's canceled. That'd be probably. great. That'd, that'd be great, and I think uh, you're probably right. <clears throat> Good. I'm okay with that. That idea has legs. It has legs. So, the next item, speaking of broadcast, is that The Walking Dead will premiere in 120 countries and 33 languages, all within one week. Holy Mackinac. So it happens in North America on Halloween, it happens in the UK on the 5th, and it happens the rest of the world within that week, um, you know, in as many languages as they could do, I guess. Well, there's a lot of overdubbing going on right now. Oh, God, there must be, yeah. Overdubbing and subtitling, hopefully. Yeah. So, I mean, this is... Can you imagine the the DVD? (laughs) (laughs) You pick from 133 or 33 languages? Yeah. Could you imagine (laughs) if they included them all? They'd need many DVDs, probably. They should. You guys have me so excited for that to to come out on Blu-ray now. Yeah, Blu-ray. I'm so looking forward to that. It's going to look so beautiful. Beauty. Yeah, well, I'll come over to your house and watch it on your Blu-ray then. You are more than welcome to. And anybody else who wants to, no. (laughs) Dave lives at 1555. Here's his phone number. (laughs) Um, One of the, the article I read about this 120 countries is that this is something apparently that movie studios are more inclined to do now in order to try and fight piracy. If they broadcast it everywhere, then there is they figure less chance that people will try to people who live in a in, in a place where it didn't broadcast broadcast will try to get the you know pirated version so they can watch it. Not a bad wow, idea. That's a brilliant move to actually air the show so people can see it. Isn't that amazing? Get Not the bizarre. product to the public. Exactly. Let the consumers who want to consume your product do so. It's incredible, isn't it? I, that's that is such a revolutionary idea. I'd like to commend the studios. <laughs> Very good. Forward thinking. All righty. So, is this our last news item? No, there's two more. Um, there's an Easter egg on the AMC Walking Dead blog site. If you go there and type in "safe zone" into the search bar, yeah. You get a uh, JPEG <laughs> that Ooh. is essentially yeah, it's very exciting. It's essentially how to identify a zombie. Um, although it's strangely referred to on the JPEG as Walker disease, which 
is something I haven't is heard zombie, before. Is the word zombie copywritten somewhere? Well, I think zombie is used on there too, and the zombie is not a trademark. But they uh, is there a, walker a lurker is a term disease? that they use in the in the comic, isn't it? There is. Yeah, it's walkers and lurkers. Is there a lurker disease as well? Oh, there's roamers and lurkers. Roamers and lurkers. Um, not walkers. But no walkers. Walker disease. Like it's just it's a it's a way to sort of describe zombies that I haven't even thought of before. Well, and it, right. it's implying disease too. Okay. Well, here's the well, problem with it's this. not implying it. It's explicitly stating it i walk all the time it's not a disease well yeah good point <laughs> you know that'd be like blinking disease i got the blinking disease <laughs> my eyes blink every day maybe it maybe it means nothing i just thought it was interesting that in big letters on the top of this thing was walker disease now i, I read that uh, that jpeg and uh basically what it says is uh if it looks like a zombie and walks like a zombie watch out it's a zombie yeah be careful like I said, it's not much, but it's there in case anyone wants to go check it out. Right. My uh, The way I tell if somebody's a zombie, I ask it a question. If it answers, it's human. <laughs> Good policy. Yeah. And if it's driving Even a car- Even if it answers with a- well, Okay. If it answers with an actual answer and not a you know zombie moan. Speaking of zombie moans, a few weeks ago, Dave, did you call the voicemail line and leave zombie moan noises? Nope. Okay. You're lying. <laughs> I I called once, and that was a very colorful message. It was. Oh, it was. That was very flavorful. And uh, that was it. Okay, well, somebody did that then, and it wasn't me and it wasn't you. It wasn't me. It wasn't any of us. Um, finally, in the news this week, The Walking Dead is now available on iTunes. Hooray! You can buy your season pass from I, the iTunes store for The Walking Dead, and they already have the Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con footage up as a... Uh, like a free preview for preview, it. Yeah. Is that for all 120 countries? When I checked, it was only available in the U.S. iTunes store. Now, that is a good right. point, David. Um, iTunes content has nothing to do with where it broadcast, um, partly because most of those countries don't have uh, an iTunes you know, music and video store. and even or the computers. Ones that, <laughs> some of them don't have computers. But even the ones that do have all those things... Um, I guess they just don't have, you know, digital distribution rights and deals with Apple and stuff like that. So right. um, when I checked, it was only the American store, which works for us, even though we're in Canada. Um, well, it's got to come to Canada soon. I mean, we get all the other yeah. AMC shows in Can uh, in Canada. Yeah, they, they roll it out, you know, over time sometimes. So yeah. hopefully it will be available in the Canadian store before the show is actually on, or at least when it comes on. But uh, for now, if you're... If you're dying to buy your season's pass, which I think was six ninety nine, seven seven eight bucks, something like that. I didn't notice. It was under ten dollars um, for the season's pass. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, six episodes. Still, I mean, Rubicon. That I bought sounds like uh, a pretty good deal. Thirteen episodes of Rubicon cost fifty five dollars. What? That's that's in HD. Well, I buy the HD. I like the HD. He, he wastes his money on H I don't iTunes waste HD. It. I like the HD. Are you telling me that you you don't watch things in HD? I don't buy HD from iTunes because I don't think the quality difference is worth the cost, the extra cost. Chris is crazy. Uh, and I've, I've had this argument with him before. He's no, crazy. It's not. You put them side to <laughs> side by side, and they're almost identical. Now maybe it's my TV. How, how I don't can know. you put them side by side? You don't have the technology to put them side by side. Side by side, one after another. I mean, I've bought HD stuff from iTunes. And you get when you do that, you get the standard def version as well. Yeah, I've seen both, and other than frame size, 
There's no difference. And storage requirements, because the HD files are twice as size, twice as big. That doesn't make sense for it to... to if, if one file is bigger than the other, why would it be bigger if there's no difference? It's, it's like physically bigger. The frame size is bigger, and the file size right. is bigger. It's the actual quality of the video is the same. Right, it, but you know you can't watch it on your CRT, right? My CRT. <laughs> I stream it to my TV. Chris turns on his TV, and the lights go dim in his house. Yeah. <clears throat> I still have, Dave, you still have uh, CRT TVs in your home, don't you? I, I have that beautiful CRT that uh, used to be in the condo. It's now in our basement. That thing's huge. <clears throat> yeah, it keeps the Wii company. Very good. Oh, they also just, uh, no, that's the topic for something else. Yeah, I know. Um, but anyways, no, getting, when I watch it on my LCD flat screen, which granted is four years old already, Still. and it looks, there's, there's, for me, there's no point in buying the HD because it's, it's almost identical to my eye. All right, we got to do a comparison. The next time I'm at your house, I want to see this. Okay, fine. No problem. The other thing is, before we go too far down this rat hole, the other thing is most of the content I buy, you know, quality aside, I don't really care to pay the extra for HD. Why do I need How I Met Your Mother in HD? It makes no sense. True. You know, it's a True. it's a crappy show. Well, it's getting to be a crappy show that I watch once and then move on. You know, well that that's true, but I, I, I've things saved like Fringe. I want to watch in HD. Mad Men. Oh, yeah. I want to watch in HD. Uh, you know, The Walking Dead. I'm going to watch in HD. Definitely. Just for the record, I probably will get The Walking Dead. But if there's no difference, why would you do that? Well, because maybe if I get a better TV and there is a difference, I'll want to go because back. Because we've and been writing this. about it the entire time. <laughs> well, no, I'd peer already pressure, de- Christopher peer pressure. I had already Come decided on. to go for The Walking Dead in HD, but that's the only show. It's the only one I'll pay for it. Y- you guys know I have not taken the Blu-ray leap yet either, and I don't intend to. Cause I'm, have you, Jason? Yeah, Jenny got me a Blu-ray player for uh, for Christmas. We've watched a grand total of two Blu-ray DVDs. I'm telling two you, Blu-ray movies they are not DVDs. Listen, I will I will admit that Blu-ray does look better than DVD, but I still don't think it's it's uh, worth the extra cost for Blu-ray discs. Like I think the uh, they've discs. got some great deals for Blu-ray discs right now, but I think the cost of the discs is not justified. Like the regular cost of the discs is not justified at this point. It's still exorbitantly expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So although you can find some good deals for some of the older things that are out there. Well, good deals, I mean that's fine. I mean I, I don't see myself buying a Blu ray player just to get good deals on movies, you know, get discounted Blu ray movies. I, I don't see the yeah, point. But you don't care about H D at all. Like it's not just I, it's I, not I just know. that you don't of see the difference. I just I do care about HD. I think HD TV content, like paying for HD TV, sports, whatever, over a cable service is worth it. I think that looks a million times better than analog or even standard definition digital cable. Yes. It's the digital files that aren't, that are an actual computer file that aren't a broadcast that I don't think are worth it in HD I, because I, I see the difference when because, I watch my HD content from iTunes and versus the regular definition I, I see the difference and I do enjoy the HD more well you know the the Blu-ray quality versus the like HD cable quality versus the iTunes HD quality is a huge range Blu-ray is the top um, you know, HD cable is in the middle. It's close to Blu-ray, in my opinion. And then the HD quality from iTunes is no better than standard definition the way I see it. And that's why I'm not, 
willing to pay for it. And it's because of the way the way it is. The, the I mean the uh, the iTunes content is a digital file that's compressed. The only thing that makes it HD is the frame size seven. 1288 by whatever it is for 720p. And I think that will be incredibly valuable once you purchase The Walking Dead on HD. <laughs> right. Getting back to The Walking Dead, if I may. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, a bit of a rat hole there. But <laughs> a little bit. But what are you going to do? That's fine. Isn't um, it so crazy that I'm the one who brings you back to the topic? That is amazing. That's truly amazing. Stranger things have happened. I know. And that is it for the news this week. Um... News is getting a little bit, I mean, they're releasing a lot of stuff, but it's slowing down a little bit, in my opinion. It Just doesn't a little. feel like there's quite as much coming out, but yeah, um, doesn't matter. Well, there's still lots going on and uh, lots of anticipation. Back to right now. Well, the news, I yeah, think, is getting still. deeper and not wider. They're not releasing more stuff. They're just kind of giving you more depth in the stuff that the, we already know about. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah. Deeper, not wider. Um so let's do a little bit of listener feedback, if y'all don't mind. Y'all. We don't have any, <laughs> sadly. Is that we... your Georgian accent? <laughs> no, that is, <laughs> it's definitely not. Because um, <laughs> if it was, people might find that horribly offensive. Uh, we don't have any emails or calls this week, sadly. Oh, great. So yeah. listener feedback is short then. Well, it's not entirely non-existent, well, though. Last week, we talked about uh, a review of the pilot where the reviewer said that this is the best show on TV. Yes. And within, it seemed like, minutes of releasing that episode, the reviewer came to our site and posted a comment uh, sort of just backing up his statements. That's because I said that they were probably over the top and uh, just trying to, there was grandstanding just to try and get to his name in the papers. Well, Phil... Uh, came to our site and he said, Hi guys, I stand by my statement. I've seen the first episode four times now and the second twice, I do believe it's the best thing I've seen in quite some time. And the second twice? Well, yeah, the, the second, second episode twice. Oh, the second twice. I get it. <laughs> I'll be okay. No, it works. Okay. And I do believe it's but the no, best thing. No, the second thing. time he watched the first episode, he watched it twice. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Anyways, the point is he stands by his statement. Um... Second review going up today, comparing the first two episodes to the comic. So that's that's interesting too. I haven't checked that out, but that'll be that'll be good to know. So uh, yeah, Phil, thanks for for writing in. I you know basically look forward to uh, to seeing it myself, and really hope you're right. Well, yeah, I mean it's, it's great that uh, that he, he came on and said that he stands by his statement because that uh, that makes me you know even more excited. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, best thing on TV are, are strong words, but, you know, I'm okay with that. I, I hope it is. I would love for that to be true. Um, so, that is that. Jason, do we have any iTunes five-star reviews this week? Not that I could find. That is sad. Um, in its place, I've decided that I'm going to do something else. Okay. Uh, are you going to sing a song? No, I'm not going to sing Are you going to dance? No, I couldn't do that. Are you going to tell a joke? No, what Any I'm going zombie to, jokes. What I'm going to do is thank some new Twitter followers. Hey. How about we do that? Uh, in the last few days, we've had Cy the Noise follow us, The Voice123, uh, Fizzy Jufo Wup <laughs> follow us. Really? Uh, yeah, Fizzy Jufo Wup. Jason Tebow, um, Sandy Sandy Sandy. We've got... Uh, how long can your Twitter name be? J11. J number one, one. J one O N E. There you go. <laughs> uh, so thanks for all you folks for following us on Twitter. Um, 
we really appreciate that too. How long can your Twitter name be? Could I put in uh, Jason five five five? Hundred eight characters, I think. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Is it really? I have no idea. Maybe it's one hundred forty characters. Mm-hmm. Jason, Jason, the great one, two, three, one, one. Jason, Jason, Jason's here. <laughs> Joe, wait, Joe, Joe Shabadoo. <laughs> Shabadoo, yeah. That's what your wife Joey, calls Joe, you. Joe. <laughs> so there you go. Why don't you try that and get back to us okay, and see yeah. how many you can start? It'll be the most popular Twitter dude ever. Yes, it will. So thanks, everyone, for following us on Twitter uh, and uh, on Facebook, too, even though we don't talk about the Facebook very much. If you want to go to our Facebook page, it is facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. Um, Before we wrap up, too, we need to remind people that next Sunday we are going, Jason and I, anyways, are going to do a guest spot on the Walking Dead cast with Karen and Jason. That's exciting. So that'll be good. We are going to be talking. It's their last episode before the show as well. Are there too many people named Jason? There's a lot of them. Everybody who emails me is named Jason. Everybody? (laughs) Almost, (laughs) yeah. That's strange. Anyway, I'll have to figure out what I shall be called. Yeah, think up a nickname for yourself. We're going to be recording that on Sunday. I'm not sure when they'll get it released. Maybe later that day, maybe Monday. Um, But if you want to hear us ramble on some more and probably just sit there and make stupid comments the whole time, by all means, tune in. It's it's a great (laughs) podcast. They make it work. We're going to bring it down a notch. Yes. Right? Bring them down to our level. (laughs) Bring them down to our level, exactly. I like Jason and Karen. Me too. I do too. Uh, we'll get to know them a little better next week. So tune into that. Our next episode. That'll be exciting. Our next episode will be next Monday. And as we said off the top, it's the last one before The Walking Dead is on TV. I, I didn't realize that until I said it earlier today, and I'm very excited about that. Yeah, it's very exciting. Come on. So there After you go. a year of doing this, there's finally going to be a show that we can talk about. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah. A year and 27 episodes. That's incredible. Over a year. It was September 9th that we did our first episode That is 2009. That is quite something, I got to say. Um, okay, and on that note, let's wrap things up for this week. Uh, I already gave the Facebook, but please go to TalkingDeadPodcast.com and post comments. You can also follow us on Twitter, if you want to do that, at Twitter.com slash TalkingDead. And email us, TalkingDeadPodcast at gmail.com. Finally, if you really want to get yourself heard, call our voicemail line at 206-202-1568. Leave your comments, questions, and feedback there we will be very happy about it and of course itunes five star reviews those would be fantastic as well that's really the best way to get a hold of us the itunes reviews yes if you want to get a hold of us write a five star review (laughs) and uh that yeah that's really the best way okay i agree and uh having said that folks we'll see you next week for our final episode before the show is on on the air have a good week bye bye That was very low, Dave. Bye. Was it? I'm sorry. Bye. We'll see you later.